Hey, hey, welcome to the Vagistine Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. And today, I'm so excited because we have world-renowned, I'm going to say you're world-renowned, we got the dating <laughs> advice girl, Erin Tillman, who's an inclusive dating and empowerment coach, on to talk to us about dating in 2019. Hey, Erin. Hello, Vanessa. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yay! I'm so excited to have you on. I feel like <laughs> I constantly get dating, um, you know, just like dating and relationships, which is one of my favorite things to talk about, just s- scenarios, situations. And so, I mean, I said, you know what, let me get the expert because, you know, the, the I know you're on the West Coast, but on the East Coast, the spring is, is springing. We're starting, you know, starting yes. to walk outside without our, without our jackets. We're trying to figure out what our summertime, springtime boo situation is going to be like. So I thought <laughs> I'd bring in the uh, the expert. <laughs> yes, yes. No, but it's so funny you say that because really it is the changing of the seasons. And there is like a whole like scenario there of like spring is springing, like spring awakening, blossoming yes. of dating and sexual and intimacy things (laughs) and it's like it is it's like when the seasons change there is a shift that happens i think with a lot of us yeah it's like oh a new beginning or ooh, it might be a season for to have this sort of person or in my life you know for fun times and that kind of thing so yeah i'm excited so tell us about yourself you started you already started getting really good into the topic but before we get there tell us about yourself (laughs) Who's Dating Advice Girl, and what got you started and interested in your work? Okay, well, it's a long story, <laughs> but the short, the short, short version is, and I can be a little long-winded as well, so I'll definitely, like, condense the story. No, you so got it. So, basically, yes. So, basically, I started blogging kind of before blogging was a thing. Mm. So, let's go back in time to around 2000, 2008. Come okay? on now. So, this was... Yes. So this was over a decade ago. This is before Tinder. This is before um, a lot of the blogs became a thing, mm-hmm. like an influencers and all of this. So I started just basically, um, I've always been kind of tech savvy. I started like just writing my ideas down of why is it that there's these double standards for cisgendered men and women Ooh. when it comes to dating, you know, in just in our society, especially, especially in American society. Um, I also had a background doing red carpet interviews with celebrities, so like a premieres and that kind of thing. So I've always had something that had some sort of career that involved talking to people, facilitating conversations, mm-hmm. etc. Okay, so fast forward to me blogging before blogging was blogging, before dating was dating, like online dating, digital dating. And I was looking, I went to this class and they were like, you know, a brand is very important. Whatever career path you choose, a brand is very important. Mm -hmm. Pick something that you have a strong opinion about. (laughs) And that was the thing I had a strong opinion about. And honestly, it just kind of caught on from there. I, I, you know, I think at the time I was a voice of, you know, a cisgendered woman, but also a cisgendered minority woman Mm -hmm. talking about dating and sex and stuff. And why do we have these, like, these constructs of, you have to do this. You have to date someone, one person, for a few months and then be committed and then get married and then have a baby. And I'm like, why is this the only thing we're talking about? Mm, right. You know, in, in, in mainstream society, you right. know, there's, there's, you know, other pockets of it. I could get into all that. My experiences with 
all lifestyle communities and different things like that mm-hmm. that do talk about this stuff all the time, but in right. the mainstream, it's not talked about anything other than, like, the standard traditional path. Okay, right. so, yeah, so basically, yeah, I, I had this new opinion. I This radio station reached out to me. They're like, we like what you're doing. Would you consider doing a radio show with us? Yeah, So I had a radio show, radio show with them for a while, a talk show, and that's where I started to do more red carpet stuff. I would integrate and, like, ask celebrities, their opinions about dating and stuff, but also if they have, like, a character in a movie that they're portraying, like, how does that relate to dating in real life, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it just kind of blossomed from there, and then fast forward to now, and, well, I left a very important step, and then I'll wrap it up. Basically, um, Trump happened uh, a mm. few years ago, of course, mm-hmm. and pussy-grabbing happened, True. and... I was actually thinking about taking a little bit of a break from what I do. I just felt like I talked about, at that time, seven years of doing all of this. I feel like I kind of talked about every subject. Right. And then Trump happened. So in a weird way, I guess, thank you, Trump, because (laughs) that opened this whole other new, like, this new thing to talk about in terms of consent and dating, which I talked about a little before, but not nearly as much as I have in the last couple of years. And so that was a huge catalyst for me to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm like, I have this platform. I have to use it in some way. Like, I can't just, like, this is a huge opportunity just to get more, start more conversations mm-hmm. and bring on other experts into my brand as well. Right. Because I have a certain level of expertise, but, you know, there are psychologists that have that level of experience that I don't have. Right. And there are sex therapists that have that experience that I don't have, but right. I've been really trying to integrate that Um yeah, and that's and then I wrote a book last year. The yes, you did. Guidebook and all the things. So yes, that's the long and short of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing. I think that in just like keeping up with the work that you're doing, I think something that just like really pokes out at me is how you speak about how like you help singles successfully navigate early stages of dating through empowerment. And it's funny because I don't, I feel like our um, mainstream narratives are just around like either like you're single and thotting out and it's just like cool or you're single and you're lonely and you're sad and you know, like you're inconsolable (laughs) and I can't stand (laughs) hearing about people. Like it's like people dating or finding love and it's, it's just, I feel like we get wrapped up in this, in the labels, and then we get wrapped up in how we feel about ourselves. And especially as women, once you hit a certain age, it's, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Like everything happens at 30 for some reason. Like I feel like everyone dies. You either die or you live at 30. <laughs> like there's no in between. Yes. It's like if you're 30 and you ain't got nobody, it's like, ooh, girl. Right. And then if you're like, right. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I mean, one of the other reasons why I you know, got into all this or, you know, really had a a, a really strong opinion about it is that I've always done things a little bit differently myself. Yeah. Like I've never, I was never the girl that was like, one day I'm going to be married and one day I'm going to, I was always like, I'm having fun now and I like meeting interesting people and I'm kind of like, whatever ends up happening is great. I also am somebody who, you know, I'm an only child. I'm very independent. (laughs) So I'm always someone, also someone who's like, I've never felt like I've, everyone would like, I think uh, just on a human being level, yeah. every human wants to have some connection to other humans, mm. right? But I also not, have not been somebody who has felt like my life would be nothing if I didn't have somebody. Right. So so in that way, I do think a little differently. And so I do integrate that into my 
into my, if I do workshops at colleges yeah. or, you know, when I'm speaking or if I do one-on-one coaching with people, right. it's always like, you know, try to find real quick. I actually had someone reach out to me on Instagram last night and mm-hmm. he's like this kid who's in high school and he's talking about this girl he likes. He's like, I lost weight for her. I thought oh. that would be the thing that she would, would get her interested in no. me and you know, all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I so appreciate what you're saying. I said, but you got to do things for you. Right. I said, now listen, I said, you're young and I get it. I think we've all been in that place. You're like, oh, I just want this person to like me so much. Right. Whatever it takes. I'm going to, I said, but here's the thing. It's like, you can't control who's going to like you and not. And that's a really good lesson to learn early on in life. Cause right. I, I mean, I think we all struggle with that still in right. some ways and some level. And I'm like, you know, find something that you're really good at. You said you lost like 80 pounds because he was obese at one point. Oh, damn. I said, listen, Keep doing what you're doing. I said, For you, right. on you. Right. Right. And I mean, I, I feel like and just, you know, the empowerment, the empowerment part of what I do is that. It's like, okay, so yes, of course the dating part, but also self-esteem. Yeah. And also what makes you happy without somebody else around? Right. Like, what do you enjoy doing? What makes you happy? What gives you confidence? Right. It's like that part that is very much tied into dating. Because the thing is, honestly, like, well real quick because I I, get long-winded yeah (laughs) real quick you know nobody wants to hang out with somebody that's a downer Mm. or someone who like brings them down or someone that you have to always be like convincing that they're okay and we all need support we all want a cheerleader around us but just meaning it's so much more and we're talking about like attractiveness yeah it's so much more attractive if you're around someone who has some level of confidence and has some sort of has some things together in their life and it's not like they're not dependent on you for happiness. Right, right. And so again, that that comes down to the empowerment, self-empowerment part of what I do, for sure. I love that. Well, it's funny you say that because I, I'm, I'm 30, I'm 32 and I've been married mm-hmm. for, I've been married for eight years. So I got married really young. Oh. And it's funny because I'll have people who'll say stuff like, oh girl, like let me, you know, let me in on that prayer that you did or like, you know, like (laughs) stuff like that where, I mean, it's uncomfortable sometimes because for me, it's like being married is just like, it's, it's my relationship. I'm, you know, I'm married and, you know, it's great that I have a great partner, but I'm also not, I also feel very strongly about not being one of those people who's like, girl, my life is just so complete. It's, it doesn't define, (laughs) so I guess in better, in other terms, it doesn't define me, you know, because it's not one of those things that it it just, it doesn't define me. Number one, because I'm me. Number one. Number two, like you were saying, I never, I don't think I ever thought I'd be married. Honestly, like not because I hated marriage or because I opposed it. It was just one of those things where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just living life right now. If I, you know, if I meet someone, that's cool. But I never had the like, you know, I'm going to have this type of dress. I'm going to, you know, get married in this type of place. And we're going to do all of these things. And that's no shade to anybody that does. But I was just like living my life. (laughs) And I just so happened to meet someone who was also fun and aligned with what I wanted and just like there who was supportive and let me find myself in our relationship and all of these different things, which, you know, is great for me. But I think when it comes to dating and especially the, the prayer thing gets me because I don't know if you're up on like Sierra, 
Sierra and Russell Wilson news. And just, I feel like this narrative has been casted around a lot of people around like, you know, this prayer and like, what did you do to get this man? And all mm-hmm. of these different narratives. So that leads to dating, <laughs> you know, cause we yes. have, we have that part first. What are some mistakes that you think folks are making in their dating lives? Well, okay, so one thing, oh, there's so many things, but one big <laughs> thing that I noticed, I should say this too, I should say this too. So I float in and out of relationships. Mm-hmm. I've been in monogamous relationships. I've been in open relationships. Come on. Um, I've been in, you know, relationships that were monogamous for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of different kinds of relationships. Right. I'm currently single and dating. Hey. Um, and I'm on, And I'm also on, like, all of the apps. I also do consult with some apps. Mm-hmm. Those guys apps will reach out to me and say, Hey, you know, based on your expertise, we have some questions or how would you, how would this land on an end user? What can we do to improve our right, app? Based right. on? So I'm, I'm kind of fully, I'm on all sides of that kind of, um, as someone who's actively on the app and sees all the BS that right. goes on. Right. But also in the other like developer side, we're trying to like make things better and safer for people. Okay. Right. Um, what do people do wrong? Yes. <laughs> so first of all, I think there's a lot of, when I, when I'm on the app, like swiping, swiping or browsing through, a lot of people have a very negative tone or it's almost like they're playing def- defense when they're out looking. And that, that could be out in the world too. Take date, our dating apps out of it. I think a lot of people, because of past, past hurt, past breakups, past wounds that we might, that haven't healed fully. Like, a lot of us will go out in the world and be like, well, I know what that person's like, or I'm not going to talk to that person because they seem like they're, like, something else that seems familiar to me from my past or mm. what have you. I also think that it's important to be aware if there are, like, some red flags that you remember maybe that are, like, like it, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into this, but, yeah, you know, if there was, if there's certain qualities that, you know, don't mesh well with your personality, or it could be, like, potentially dangerous, yeah. definitely go with those red flags, but... I'm talking a little uh, less intense in terms of like that person's not my type, so I'm not going to talk to them. Right. Or that person doesn't do a certain kind of job, I'm not going to talk to them. So I feel like we count out a lot of different kinds of people because we have a certain like I standards are great, but also I feel like we're a little closed-minded sometimes in terms of like what we think is going to work for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing is I think that a lot of times we're not open to even meeting people. Um, I, I just had this conversation with somebody not too long ago, a guy, he was saying how he finds it easier to approach, quote unquote, approach women online or in apps rather than in person. Oof. And I was like, this is, that's the first guy that's ever been honest to say that to me. And I was mm. like, oh my God, tell me everything. <laughs> like, why is that? Right. You know? He was like, because I just feel like women, this heterosexual man, he was like, women are very defensive, I feel like. He said I feel, he said something along the lines of he feels that they're always suspicious if you come up to them. They're super closed off. He's like, I can't remember the last time I approached someone. Even if you say hi and, like, chit-chat, where they were open to chatting with me. And he was a really cute guy. Like, mm-hmm. he was really cute and really nice. I forget how we even started talking. Long story yeah. short, I was like, you know, I kind of get it. Because I've been like that, too. Like, I've been out in the world. I'm like, oh, God, here comes like, this dude trying to... Chat me up right now. Because nobody got time for like that. It. I could get. I got it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you know, I do get it. So it's this weird place now of 
And I get, because again, I like we don't know what, what people's intentions are. And sometimes you just don't want to meet somebody new or you just don't want to chit chat with people. Having mm-hmm. said that, it is difficult. We are in a very interesting time with dating in that the year was the Me Too movement. So I've also had a lot of conversations around mm-hmm. with guys who were like, you know, I'm actually, I'm literally, I'm not being, you know, I'm, I'm, like guys who are actually afraid to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like good guys, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's, and, and there are bad dudes out there too who are doing a bunch of nonsense, like I said, because I'm on the app and I see it all the time. Um, right. But, but I, I do think we're, I, I do feel like we are in an era of, um, less openness, mm-hmm. I guess, for lack of another way to say it, mm-hmm. where we're kind of just like expecting the worst. So then we're, we might miss someone who's really interesting. Right. You know, so I mean, it's a really interesting commentary for someone to say that they feel more comfortable approaching someone online or on an app than in person, basically. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer is to that. I think that we should all maybe be a little more cautiously open. So be, so mm. be like protective of yourself. And choose wisely and, yeah. you know, all those things, but also maybe be a little open in terms of you just never know. Yeah. You know? I think um, I think this conversation, I mean, clearly I've been out the game for a long ass time. So this conversations <laughs> around dating and especially now that we have like people being super bold on apps. I mean, this is all fascinating to me. I love listening to people's dating stories. But if I was to, <laughs> if I was to add a piece on top of what you're saying... I think mm-hmm. one of the I think one of the mistakes folks are making is that they're not dating actually. Like meaning that folks are are I feel like there's, you know, I feel like folks are using the expression like dating with intention and I think that's cool. But I also think when you're talking about dating, I feel like literally dating is to help you like meet new people and find out what you like and right. don't like and keeping it open. Yeah. I feel like folks are walking in like this is my wife this is my husband or this is my future (laughs) and you're not even listening to what's happening in the now you're just trying to plan for the future rather than trying to be like okay like how do I feel about this person what do I like what don't I like what experiences would I like to experience with this person who can I cut off who do I want to keep in the rotation like I just feel like we're so and I and I get it and I understand some people are tired of the dating game and they're ready to settle down and they want to go into something with like, I don't want anyone wasting my time because I've been wasting time for years. Agreed. But I also think that if we are dating and we're saying that we're dating, I think keeping it open and just like seeing what comes is part of the process too. Now I'm not saying stick around for any old anything and waste your time, but if you meet (laughs) someone that you could vibe with, who's cool, you have chemistry just let's let's start there and let's just see where we go rather than starting with like I'm trying to wife you or I'm trying to you know right. make you my life partner when it's like we just we just got here we just got here I'm still trying to get well, to know so, you this is yeah no I fully agree with this and it's so funny you brought that because that's again long list of things of things course do wrong in the dating process right, right, right. so like when I started with the dating app and meeting people that's like stage one. Now you're getting into the whole, we're already sort of hanging out and the expectations, 100%. That is literally on the list of things that I was going to add. In addition to that, I would say that, because that was a really good point you just made. In addition to that, I would say that I think people make assumptions about what people want. Mm. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of, like you said, people taking their time to get to know what they like and don't like. Like, or, and, and. 
just taking time to get to know the actual person they're right. going out with. I can't tell you how many times I've been out with people, and, like, after, like, three or four dates, it's like, oh, so are we in a relationship? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know who you are. Right, like, like chill. Time. And so, and I mean, like, and I say that, like, and like, I, I keep saying, like, don't get caught up in past experiences, but for me, the past experiences around rushing into a relationship, it never goes well. Like, but that's, but that's my personal experience, and I know everyone's different. Of course. Also, I've had a lot of clients who will be like, I moved in with this person after two months and then it went horribly wrong. And I'm like, well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, but so I, but I think that again, and I, because I mentioned before, I, I, I work in not just traditional scenarios. I work in all lifestyle communities. I've worked in, you know, all kinds of different scenarios that aren't considered mainstream as well. And you just can't make assumptions in 2019 about what someone wants. Right. Or that someone wants to be monogamous or that somebody wants to only date you. Like, yeah. there's just... I, I, so I feel like there's not enough communication around those things either. Yeah. Um, for sure. There just needs to be way more talking to someone. Because really, it's like, there is... And this is a... I think this is a uniquely American thing, but possibly not. <laughs> I lived in Europe for a while, too. Yeah. So that's why I keep saying, like, American society. Yeah. Um, I think that sometimes there's this thing here where... Well, not sometimes. There's fully a thing here where... We want to do all these things, like whether it's, you know, sexuality and porn and trying things, but we don't, we don't want to talk about any of it. Yep. Come on. So let's just Come on, like, emulate what we're seeing, right? Yeah. Right. Let's emulate what we're seeing. And I know what I want in terms of, like you said, end, the end goal of what I want, but I don't want to talk about things because it makes me nervous to talk about it. And mm. that's when, like, these conversations aren't easy, but it will make things easier in the long run if we can just get, like, more comfortable talking with the person that we're going to be intimate with about these things or going to be partnered with about these things, you know? See, here's the thing. So (laughs) I love how you brought up the abs because I have like a million questions for that. I think we're going to have to do a part two (laughs) because we're almost like halfway through our time. But here's the thing about the communication with the apps though. Like I, here's as a, as a person who got married before the apps were really popping, right? Like I, I just love hearing like, you know, and also I'm like, I can't believe the stories that folks are telling me about folks on apps. But the thing that I'm also gathering and, you know, please feel free to, to disagree with me is that like, I feel like folks aren't putting in the effort it may take to like get to know someone because they have so many options on an app. So follow me here. Yeah. You have an app. Yeah. I'm talking to 10 people at the same time. I'm swiping. I'm moving. I'm grindering. <laughs> I'm, I'm like mapping it. I'm doing all the stuff. And that's cool. If like the intention is to just like, yo, I'm just trying to like be out here to do whatever. Just like, Talk to whoever. That's cool. But I think for the people who are sort in this like place of ambivalence, like I kind of sort of want to get to know someone, but I kind of sort of like I feel like on an app because we're not talking to each other because of people. A lot of people just don't talk that much. Like people can carry on like full text message conversations. And like for a person like me, I start reading in the text messages. So your tone could have been like blah, 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 blah. And I read your tone as blah, 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 blah. So now we're going through this whole thing. And then I have an attitude. You have an attitude. And instead of like picking up the phone and being like, hey, so actually I didn't mean it like that. 
we can just literally say like, man, on to the next one. Like I had another person just hanging out in the, right. let me swipe on this person so I can start a right. whole new conversation. And so do you think like that, like the apps are taking away from this human interaction and this communication, oh, 100%. which I understand 100%. It's like too. It's in, a double yeah. Edged, yeah, no, it's a, it's a double edged sword, right? It's like, okay, so the apps are cool because you can meet people that I, okay. So like if I'm coaching somebody, like I had a coaching client last week mm-hmm. and he's new to the dating scene. He has two kids and he was like, I just don't know if I'm doing this right. right. How do I do what pictures did I put up there? Like, how do I do this? And I'm like, you're doing, it was actually really great. I yeah. was like, wow, you really don't need my help. But <laughs> you're, you're, he was one of the few that had it together and didn't realize it. But so, but no, I mean, you, I was like, just, just be you, um, know what your boundaries are, mm. know what's not going to work for you. And really just like, and I told him too, cause he, he, he that guy, this guy was a catch, like yeah. super cute, like really great. I was like, people are going to want to lock you down. Yeah. <laughs> But you can't let that happen because you're great. So really just take your time getting to know people yeah. and don't let anyone pressure you into yeah. like into the whole thing. But but going back to your point, like it is it's so it's a double edged sword. Dating apps have made it so that you can meet people who are outside of your normal social circle, mm-hmm. right? Which is great. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like you can now meet people that you wouldn't have met just walking into a bar That's or true. walking down the street yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The other side of it is that people, especially in Los Angeles, and probably in most big cities, probably just any city at this point, it's just it is people are very replaceable. Mm. It's just really easy to be like, that person said something I didn't like. That person didn't write back in the time frame I want. So who's the next option? <laughs> um, True. I will yeah. Say this though, I, w- I will say this though. I think that I do think that depending on what someone is looking for, and I've I've had this happen to me um, and other people I know. There's sometimes there is someone who stands out that's so so different in a positive way than everyone else that you will give them more chances. Mm. And that's the one thing I'll say, depending on what you're looking for. If you are only looking for sex, then maybe it's, I think it's just really easy to swipe the next person. But if you are looking for someone and maybe not a permanent partner, but maybe looking for someone where you're like a friend, like you can hang out and do stuff and you're like, just really cool. I think you do notice even on apps, you notice that that person stands out or is a little bit different or has a little more, Manners, like okay. There's a guy that I actually matched with um, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and we were talking for a little bit on the app, and we're going to get together. And he's like, "Oh, you know what?" He's like, "I have to cancel somebody. I have there's a family funeral that just popped up." Mm-hmm. And I was like, weirdly at the same time, someone in my family had passed too. I was like, "That's crazy." <laughs> I actually have a family funeral this weekend too, and we like connected on that. And yeah. he's like, "I'm so sorry for your loss." Like. Do you want to talk about it? Like, if you want to talk, like, I'm here for you. Like, yeah. it was, it became this whole other thing. And I was like, this is a dude. I was just like, he's cute, whatever. And it <laughs> became this whole, I'm seeing other dimensions in his personality. Yeah. He seems to have some care. And so we're still, like, cool. Like, we still hang out here and there. Like, yeah. he's a really great person. And I met him on an app. Right. So it's not impossible. But I guess what I tell, what I, I'm saying to everyone listening is, if you're having trouble, you're trying to figure out, like, who's not a total douchebag on this thing, yeah. you know, on these apps or whatever. It's like those subtle things are, are really good indicators that someone might be a little different and you might give them another chance, right. even if they had to cancel or, you know, insights into their personality right. a little bit, you know? Right. I mean, y'all are patient out here. Cause I'm not, a, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna like, uh, text me, text me and emoji me to death, but that's me. I just can't like, I drive too much. I can't. 
<laughs> I can't keep okay, up. Okay, but this is the other thing that's interesting. Actually, was I was watching Steve Harvey, who's like Lord. He can be kind of problematic. Yes, you know. But but <laughs> I was watching it. It was really interesting because the other thing that's interesting that I've noticed. I'm a little bit older than you. I'm in my late thirties. Okay, and so I'm kind of in this. Like I get what millennials are doing, but I also get what people older than me are doing. Like, but I, I'm kind of in the middle. I don't, I don't like subscribe to either generation because right. I'm like, I don't know. Nobody yeah. really knows what they're doing. But <laughs> he was saying he had this whole thing in this man panel on, and he was talking about how he like it was real condescending and real like I don't know mansplaining. Mm-hmm. But he was basically said something like, "You women don't know like." Any man who's not going to call you straight out, like, or doesn't want to, is only texting you, is it worth it? And I, so, so again, this is where generational things might pop in. Exactly. Because right. for me, I hate talking on the phone. Because <laughs> I talk for a living, okay? So, I mean, at times where I lose my voice because yeah. I'm speaking at a convention or, like, whatever I'm doing, I'm always talking. So, right. I've actually gotten upset with people if they're like, I need, like, let's talk on the phone, like, for an hour. I'm like, I can't. Like, That's I literally me. physically cannot. <laughs> and you're getting angry with me that I have a physical limitation now. That's, like, my money and my career. Oh, and so and some, sometimes for me, texting is better. And, like, let's just meet in person. Like, yeah. let's make a plan, meet in person, and talk in person. But... The whole phone thing has been a big thing for me. And I know a lot of people, they're like, but that's not, that's not, I'm like, well, I know other people who agree, and usually they're younger than me. Usually they're the millennial generation. Yeah. And they're like, no, texting is fine. And then we'll just see each other in person. But again, there's no right or wrong with this. Like, yeah. what I, what I, I guess my overall best. point yeah. is, know, right, know what works for you and find people who work within yeah. what you want and want the same thing. That right. goes with consent as well. There's a lot of conversations I've had around Me Too movement, consent, yeah. and dating, and all of that. And usually, again, there's a huge, huge generational divide in that conversation, right. too. I've met women older than me who are like, people complain too much about all this Me Too stuff. No, they right. should just, they like, do they're do all this. And I'm like, okay, so I disagree. Right. I think there's definitely some bad things that are happening, even on dates that you're choosing to be on. Right. We don't learn enough about it. But also, I feel like if somebody is like, I would like a guy to be more aggressive with me and mm. push my boundaries a little bit, and they're both really okay with that, then cool. It just becomes a problem when they're not. And that's, a, I know, that's a whole other conversation. Ooh, I just yes, it up. is. <laughs> no, but I, no, I hear you, you have that generational thing spot on. And I mean, mixed with the generational thing slash like whatever works for you, because it's like, yeah, I am a texter, but like. Because, and just like you're saying, like, you're talking, you're out. Me, I, the way I see it is, like, I'm, like, I am, like, driving to teaching gigs. I'm, you right. know, I'm trying to, like, you know, post on my social media. Like, I'm trying to do all these things. I'm better yeah. off at ta- putting you on speakerphone and talking because, like, I yeah. have a short attention span. Like, I need to be able to, like, use my phone for other purposes, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, yeah, all these, totally. and all these other things. Absolutely. But, yeah, but I, ooh, here's the thing. It is, <laughs> it's, 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 I, lo- I love this conversation that we're having, by the way. I, <laughs> I, so I started watching this show and I stopped, but uh, Dating Around on Netflix and okay haven't seen it yet oh my god it is trash girl no it's not trash it's trash <laughs> it's trash to, okay it's trash to me because i just realized i even like put up a post about it i was like y'all if dating if it's like this dating like 
I am so sorry. Here's why I found the trash. And you don't, <laughs> you don't have to have seen it in order to like follow me where I'm going. So a lot of the first dates yeah. on the show, like, so the first episode was like a guy, he's single, he has like a good job. He's like, I guess, um, uh, traditionally good looking for a white guy kind of thing. And mm-hmm. he's dating around. And <laughs> I was watching with a friend and I could not get over like how dry he was. Like he was just so dry, <laughs> so damn dry. Like, and then the second date, I think like this woman was very clear about like her history. So she's like, look, I'm 37. I've been divorced. And like her episode, like a lot of people have written about because she didn't pick anybody for the second date. She was like, F these guys. Mm-hmm. So there's all these scenarios. And I think there was only like one or two that I like. Like they did a dating show. They did one of the episodes on like an older guy who's widowed and he's dating, which was so cool to see older people. Aww. Like he had to be, yes. I think he was like 60 or something. Like just yeah. jumping back into the dating game and like trying mm-hmm. to communicate their needs. And it was just, I love that one. Now, uh, it, yeah, no, and it was, <laughs> it's funny you see that I yeah. actually worked in a matchmaking agency for a while, yeah. and the clientele was 40 to, like, 70 years old, and so it. I was used to doing, like, speaking to college students and, like, 20-year-olds, so I was like, ooh, let's try this. I was right. like, they're going to have it together, <laughs> they're going to, like, have all this wisdom. Yeah. It was more of a mess yeah. than, like, college students, but, but I will, but to your point, yeah. the, there were a lot of widows and widowers, yeah. and just the sweetest, especially the guys, the widow, widowers, like just the nicest guys. A lot yeah. of their relationships seemed like they were really like loving. Yeah. And so they really were just, they, they, they liked being a husband and right. they really liked, they loved their partner. I mean, it was really a beautiful thing and it was heartbreaking. You know, cause it, it felt like they were in some ways trying to find a replacement, mm. you know, for their, their deceased partner, right. which I mean, but I mean, so it is, it is again, generational. It's a whole other thing to date and be 60 years old. Like, that is a whole other thing, yeah. you know, and I get I respect to it because, you know, when you're younger, you are out and about, and, right. you know, doing a bunch of stuff socially, more so than people, you know, in the baby boomer generation. So it's just a little trickier, you know, that, but yeah. yeah. And I, and I, I, that's why I loved it. It was just like them navigating like the old school versus new school thing. But the rest of these mm-hmm. people, I mean, the rest of the folks are like young folks. <laughs> I just, if like, if that was any indication of dating and maybe dating has always been like this and I'm just literally the best person to date because I'm so lively, um, <laughs> then, then fine. But y'all like that, I couldn't, I was like, everybody's so dry on here. And I don't know if people are like being reserved because but I feel like the first date is where you're trying to, like, show them the goods and you're trying to, like, right, you know, show right. what you got. And it was, like, some people were just like, meh. I was like, is this how it no, is? No, no, but, that's, but that is, that's pretty typical. I mean, oh. I'll go out. I go out a lot. Like, even besides dating, like, yeah. I'm out a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm very social. And yeah. Like, and I, I'll even, even if, like, I'm out with friends. I'm an observer. I'm a total voyeur. Yeah, so same. I'm at a restaurant. I'm looking at everyone there. Same. <laughs> and I can't tell you, I can always tell if there's a, a date, a first date. I can usually tell if there's a couple that like doesn't like each other, but they're trying to like each other. 
you know, they're trying to like be cool, but mm-hmm. it's like they're not even talking at all or looking at each other in the face at all. Like, yeah, it's really interesting. But back to the like to dating, though. I mean, yeah, I think I mean I've been I've personally been on a lot of dates where I feel like the person isn't even trying. And you know what? That 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 sentence sums up what I think about <laughs> dating. Can everyone just try a little harder? <laughs> just try a little harder. Like if you're, oh, you know, God. not feeling it like maybe put, what can you do to be more enthusiastic there's also a case for not dating if you're not feeling it right like sometimes it's good to take a break and like cause especially if we're you know back to the dating app specifically dating app it is exhausting and it really can mess with your head mm. and it really can mess with your self-esteem mm. because it is a very superficial thing to be swiping and being chosen on a photo yeah okay. essentially yes and yes. so it really can mess with you and i mean i've had I've had a few clients who are like, I just feel like I'm like being emotionally like beaten down by mm, just being on these apps. But right. I'm like, you know what? I get it. That's a common experience because it's not real. Yeah. It's a, it's a digital game that has been created that can be awesome. Yeah. Again, because you can meet some interesting people. I've met a lot of amazing people. Yeah, right. But it also is like if you're not quote unquote chosen, it can really, it yeah. can really mess with you. Yeah, for sure. So... We have so, I have like (laughs) listener questions. This is so good. So, all right. What do you think are some do's and don'ts at least in, on the, here we go. On the first date to like in the first few weeks of dating somebody. Okay. So a couple, a couple, a couple do's. Do be open. Yeah. If you're not feeling like you're going to be open to meeting someone or getting to know them, maybe you're still hung up on an ex. Or something like that. Like, yeah. then do maybe that's a don't. Maybe that's a don't. <laughs> maybe don't don't date. Yeah. If you're if you feel like you're not really in the place for it, it's totally okay to not date. Okay. Right. Um. Okay. Another don't. Definitely don't talk about exes on dates. Ooh. And uh, you know, if, you know, if you're telling stories, it could come up. Like, if you're talking about a trip you went on. Yeah. And then oh, I went with an ex or something. But, like, too many details, like, it's like, why are you, you, clearly there's some unresolved feelings, probably, if you're only talking about an ex on a date. So, just try to avoid talking about an ex, but don't yeah. talk about an ex, okay? Um, a couple <laughs> dudes. Do, again, put your best foot forward. Like, be on your best behavior. Like, oh my gosh, like you said earlier, like, like you should be trying to win it, like, in it to win it. And here's the thing, this might, this might be a controversial statement I'm going to make. But especially for guys out there, like, literally, if your only goal is to have some sort of, like, intimate connection with someone, sexually or whatever, like, why would you not do everything you can to be awesome? Like, really? Mm. Like, like, what are you doing? Mm. If you're trying to win whatever win means with you, and this could be for women, too, whoever, right? Just why, just do, it's like, I feel like so many dates I've been on and what I hear a lot, especially as, especially, whatever, I won't even put age attached to it, but. I did a lot of times I feel like it's people it's like, well, they showed up late. They look terrible. Like I've been on dates where people totally had like body odor and like didn't smell flesh. I'm what? Like, You're not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, like, oh my God. I know. I know. Um, so I guess I'll put that in the don't category. Don't <laughs> be a mess. Don't be a mess. <laughs> it's just, mm. Mm. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But really, I mean, really, do, the big do here is do treat it like, and you said this before too, but this, you know, one of the, this is one of my catchphrases that you yeah. used to say, 
you know, dating, all dating should be is a casual get to know you session between two people. That's really all it should be, especially initially. Okay. Right. And so, and you should, especially in a place like Los Angeles or anywhere, there's always something fun to do. Plan a fun date where you're doing something fun rather than just sitting across from each other and talking and like interrogating each other. Right. Do something fun, like do an activity like, you know, mini golf or, oh my, bowling or, I mean, there's so many things you can do. Do something like that. So at least you're maybe going to have a fun time and there's an activity to distract you from just talking at each other. Right. Okay. So there's something you can participate in together. Right. So, cause it really should be fun. So do, do have fun on dates cause that's what it's supposed to be. And do be selective, but not overly picky to where no one will ever be good enough. Right, right. No, I love, I really like the, um, I just, I like that. I like the, I like the being open. I like trying. And I like the whole, like, where, my favorite is the where you pick the date thing. Especially, and I do yeah. this not even just, like, dating. If I, <laughs> if I'm, like, if I don't know the person that well, I like to do short things. Like, let's go get tea. Yes. Because then I could just yes. leave out. I could just be like, you know what? Woo, my tea's done. Ah, I'm only getting one <laughs> cup. back. <laughs> I'll do that on, like, work meetings. Like, I just want, I just. Yes. Because, like, dinner's such a much bigger commitment because you got to, like, sit there. You got to wait. You got to. And if it's right. going terrible, there's really, like, what you going to do? Take your, you could take your food out. You can. However, it's just like, I feel like if you keep it light and on the airy side, it could be like, oh, my attention is here. Or, oh, I can leave out once this thing is done because it's done, really. Right. So. Well, and I'm a big fan of happy hour. To piggyback on that. Ooh. Happy hour or coffee or something that's quick. Because then if you are having fun, you could roll it into something else after. <laughs> yes. So, you know, it's like, you know. Have your one drink or one coffee that's like 45 minutes to an hour. You can leave if you're done. And right. if you don't want to leave, then you can say, hey, let's go get something to eat. Or, hey, let's go do this. Right, stuff. right, so exactly. Because I'm with you on that. Listen, we're busy people. Yeah. We're all busy people. I'm sure you have entrepreneurial ladies <laughs> and people listening to the show. <laughs> you don't have time. It's not your job to give a first date your whole evening. Yeah. Like, that's just not. Yeah. Your time is precious. We only have so many hours in the day. Right. So be selective and make the second date longer. Because that's the other thing. I just feel like we, like, I feel like, real quick, sorry, yeah. here we go. Um, it just needs to be a situation where someone might, you, you leave them wanting more, so to speak. So if it's going well, great. So just set up another date right. for date number two. Right, right. Because I feel like a lot of times we do, it's like we get really excited, which is great. It's good. It's like, thank goodness we might get excited about somebody, right. right? But it's like, sometimes I feel like we give it all away, like, on the first time we're out with them. And then it's like, well, what do we have to look forward to now? And I'm not saying sexually. I'm just saying in general, even just in terms of, like, I've been on, like, five-hour dates before. Oh. And then I was like, God, I'm exhausted <laughs> afterwards. Like, I'm freaking tired now. Um, maybe we should have just called it at, like, hour one or two. And then just made a, a date later in the week for another right, date. So right. just, just be aware of time and energy. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. So I have two listener questions. Are you ready for them? Yes. All right. Yes. So um, one listener asked, um, she didn't want to post it in the open. So that's why she DM'd me, which is always great, y'all. Um, she said, <laughs> "Are what?" She said, "Are there a is there a suitable dating pool for middle for black middle class women?" A 
suitable dating pool. Yeah. Dating pool. So she means not necessarily an app or a oh, dating site. Is I, would that what she her, means? I would or, give her all of it. I would give her all of it. I mean, okay, so I'm a big I'm a big fan of like networking events. Mm. Not specifically for dating, but you can meet someone who could be someone interesting in that way. But anything like networking or charity Ooh. related. Because you know right. they got a job if they come in. Okay, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's, there's some level of empathy and caring, especially when it comes to, like, charity things mm. or nonprofit type things. Yeah. Like, for me, I mean, one of the things for me, and this goes for friends in my life and or potential partners, they've got to care about the world in some way. Yeah. Like, I, I can't, like, I literally cannot even be attracted to somebody if they aren't doing something to contribute. So... Yeah, so something networking related, something nonprofit related, yeah. community event related. Mm. Um, if there's like entrepreneur, so I mean, in a way, you could it could be a thing of like business event. Yeah, something that's business related, those kind of things. Yeah. And again, go not for the purpose of meeting somebody specifically, but just go because there's going to be interesting people there who are doing something like a substance. Mm. And then, you know, that could end up being some sort of dating pool, so to speak. Yeah. So, and to go deeper into her question, if I'm going to read deeper into it, I love those suggestions. Mm -hmm. I also think when it comes to black women specifically in the media and just like how we talk about dating or loving Mm -hmm. black women, it's always like, oh, they got an attitude or they're unlovable or they, that's why they can't find nobody because they just carried all this trauma and so i think to just like directly answer the question yes there is but i i think one of the things that i I think one of the things for black women especially is don't go where you're not wanted and don't try to and i think something that i've learned from just like older black women that i know are dating is that you know i i I find, I'm not trying to say simply for older black women, but I find that older black women specifically are like, I want to be with a black man. I should be with a black man. And I get that. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with that. But if you're not finding that in your pool or at these events or whatever, there's nothing wrong with opening yourself up. Like, sis, I was in Mexico. I was in Mexico and they loved all of this caramelly (laughs) <laughs> natural hair goodness like sometimes we got to branch yes. out and find where you're appreciated and this may not be the package that we dreamed about but it could be the package it could be a package that loves you for you and is there and all of those things not to say there aren't any there are plenty available black men but where you are where you're located, where whatever the circumstances, you may not find one right, right there at the time. And so I think but, right. keeping ourselves open. Yes. Yes, yes. I, that goes back to what I said before, absolutely. It's like I think we get caught in this whole, they like, have to be this, they have to be that, they have, and it's like you just don't know. Be open. But also, very good point you brought up, don't go where you're not wanted. Yeah. Because there, I have been in that situation, too, of being a black woman, mm. and there's some level of status fetishizing, fetishizing in a way, right, and, you know, or you're my first, but I've always wanted to be with a black woman, it's just like, okay, like, <laughs> there's a different thing between, because I also know a lot of uh, non-black men who yeah. just love black women, yeah, 
And so that's different. That's like appreciation. That's like, oh, yes, no, you're beautiful, like black woman. <laughs> but, yeah, so just, again, go where you're wanted. Be careful about where, you know, so don't, like, just basically, yeah, be open to other things than what you want that's on, on your list, yes. so to speak, you know? Yeah. yeah, and just remember, black women are lovable. Don't listen to the crap that they're telling you. We're fine. We are not carrying a whole bunch of excess baggage. It's it's a whole bunch of bullshit, but... <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I, I know I have I have to go, but let's continue. Because yes. Um, like, I, I will say this, too. I mean, I've gone through in the last couple of years with all this all in, in Trump's America. I've gone through a lot of feelings around all of that, too, mm. that I've never felt before. Like, I, I don't want to get too deep into my my history yeah. of growing up in an all white neighborhood yeah. and like kind of finding my 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 identity and, mm. and as a black woman recently and stuff in the last couple of years, really fully feeling it. Yeah. And there is some, there, there is some, that's another, like, so you should always have like non-negotiable for me. A non-negotiable is I cannot, I will not, and cannot date somebody who does not have some sort of education around black being black. Come on now. I just can't. Come on. That's a huge, that's a huge, (laughs) that's a huge conflict of interest. For me, yeah. I don't want to have to teach somebody all the things. Yeah. I don't want to have to. I mean, something's cool, but I don't want to teach, like, from, like, the, like, 101 basic level. I don't want to have to do that. That's, for me, I will not feel comfortable intimately with someone that I have to teach from the beginning. Yeah. So, all that to say, but again, everybody's different with that. Right. You know, some people might be like, you know what? That person's open to learning. Yeah. I don't mind teaching them because they really are fully open. Right. Great. I just know for me, I just can't. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so in that way, I do get a little, I do become a little bit of a hard ass with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I like, quote unquote, whatever the stereotype is about black women, but it's more of just like, I just know what my, I know what my hard line knows right. are. Right. that. Yeah, I love how you said that. I I like I I really like that. It's funny because I think when, you know, I think whenever I started to bring my partner home, my partner is black American. My parents are from Haiti. So I think I always like I think in my mind I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll marry someone who's Haitian and like they'll understand like where my parents are coming from and like my upbringing." Mm-hmm. And I just didn't find that, you know, like, and the Haitian dudes that I did date weren't that great. So it was like, Hey, this is what, (laughs) but again, like, do you have a person who's willing, who's flexible, who's coachable, who's willing to learn and, and just like, who can understand a piece of your experience? Absolutely important. Mm -hmm. You're right. If, if that's where you're at, like whether that's teaching or not accepting that, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, being knowing that about yourself, I just, I just feel like we have so much shit around. Specifically, like black women are jealous, black women are this, and we are. I am surrounded by the love and beauty of black women all the time, and yeah, like we bite when we're disrespected, and it seems like the, right. the narrative is that we are disrespected or we're less than or like my white girl got a fat right. ass so she's better than you and it's like oh bro wait 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 <laughs> like it's always these things and I think it's it's yeah and I understand wanting to be appreciated and want to be appreciated by your own men as well I mean mm-hmm. whew, we got we got work to do as to <laughs> where to find them and I understand and yes. that's a longer I mean we can, we're going to go down that that's rabbit a hole other, that's exactly, a whole other yeah. conversation like where do we meet <laughs> meet our suitable black men and all of those things but 
I know we are are going over time. So I wanted to ask you two more questions. The first one is where can listeners find you? I had such a great time talking to you. Do you have any upcoming events? And how can we support your work? Okay, so um, people can find me on my website. It's thedatingadvicegirl.com. I'm on a lot of the social media. So facebook.com slash datingadvicegirl. Twitter at datingadvicegrl. Instagram, same place, at datingadvicegrl. I'm on YouTube. I'm I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all things. Uh, but go to my website. You'll see everything there. My book is called The Consent Guidebook. Yay! Um, so really, how you... Thank you. And basically, it's um, a, a crash course consent guide featuring 30 experts other than myself, quote-unquote. Like, so health teachers, sex educators, therapists, Love. in the book, adding advice. Because mm-hmm. it was really important and, and, and uh, very intersectional in terms of gender, in terms of ethnicity, um, it was really important for me to have a bunch of different voices in there that wasn't just me because everyone's got different experiences around this stuff, right? So, uh, and different levels of expertise. So it's called the Consent Guidebook. There's everything. It's not just sex stuff. There's stuff like boundaries with friends and family, friends and family, finding your own boundaries, um, yes. talking to someone who's pushed boundaries, how to not enable people, how to have a conversation with someone who's, who you're seeing is acting inappropriate with someone else. So it's really just all the stuff we probably should have learned in sex ed that we haven't. I love. Um, and beyond. Yes. Um, and that's, that's on my website too, the dating advice, uh, girl.com, but also that website is the consent guidebook.com. It's on Amazon. It's on Google books. It's on iBook. It's on all the things. So yes. I love it. I'm so excited. All right. And my Great. last question for you, because you are on the Vagistine yes. podcast is how do you build your Vagistine? So, Vagistine was a concept that I coined a few years back, and I basically believe that if folks take care of and love up on their vulvas and vaginas, that they're more likely to take care of them, they're more likely to have good and satisfying and healthier sex. So how do you build your Vagistine? Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. You know, I guess reg. This is going to sound really clinical. No, you got it. Regular maintenance. Um, like I like to, lots of information here, perhaps, but maybe not because it's called Vagistine Podcast. <laughs> so I'm sure you've heard some explicit things. Of course. Um, no, I, I really like, especially when it, it's starting to get warm out. And I really like, uh, to have like bikini waxes and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel like, Ooh, like, yes. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm out here. I feel good. Come on now. Almost as if you've gotten like a, a manicure or pedicure. It's almost like that feeling yes, for me. To the get maintenance. Like a, a wax. And then, um, what else? Um, I guess that's a big one. I mean, I guess the other thing, I mean, without getting too deep into it, yeah. I mean, anytime I'm with a partner who I can tell really appreciates uh, lady parts, yeah. then that's always kind of, that's always a nice feeling of, wow, okay, this is cool. Like, there's not just a mechanical interaction here. This person really enjoys what's happening down there. Yes. So, yeah. Aaron, I had there such an amazing time chatting with you. I so appreciate you being on the podcast and making the time. Thank you for letting me hold, hold you over for a few minutes. I can't wait to talk to you again, and we are so excited to see what you do next. Yay! Well, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Really, great, great show and great questions, and I look forward to the next time. Yay! Yeah.